Hello and welcome to the My RV Ninja podcast. I'm your host, James Upham, your lead RV ninja who helps you karate chop your way into the RV lifestyle. It is my belief that everyone who buys RVs should be empowered with all the tools necessary to receive a great price and a great experience. This show provides tips for the RV lifestyle and reveals how RV research, education, and experience can help you buy or sell RVs without being taken advantage of. The most important things in life are relationships, and RVs really can be relationship investments. If you enjoyed today's show, you can find out more at MyRVNinja.com. Hey there, everybody. James here, your RV Ninja at MyRVNinja.com and MyRVBroker.com. Hey, today's podcast is going to be, um, well, we'll see how long it goes. I just wanted to go over a few things with you that might help you avoid costly mistakes when you're looking to buy your next RV from a private party seller. Um, this is something that I do a lot on my broker side of the business where uh, I'm helping uh, scores of clients um, really not only find a good deal and negotiate for them, but also um, advise them and provide opinions, uh, but uh, most importantly, provide consultation and advice on what to uh, not do as much as what to do. So um, when you are looking at purchasing an RV, I, I got to tell you, the used market right now is still so wacky. Uh, it's amazing. I've literally been able to work with clients and uh, for specific RVs. And because they were willing to wait a couple months, nothing crazy, but a couple months, um, we were able to uh, basically have them pay, in some cases, two to $3,000 more to get a brand new RV that uh, has uh, no title. Uh, it hasn't been titled yet, I should say. So it's not a pre-owned. Uh, with very low miles delivered just from the delivery uh, from the factory. Uh, and, and in some case, there was a 2019 with uh, about 30,000 miles on it versus a 2022 with just factory delivery miles on it uh, for about twenty five to $3,500 to $3,000 more. So, you know, not to harp on this again necessarily, but just as a little reminder that when you can be patient, patience is not only a virtue, it is the key in this market to getting a good deal. Some people are patient and they wait and they wait and then that works against them because, you know, by golly, the next time they see the unit they're looking for, they're going to buy it. They don't care how much it costs. And then, you know, like I said in the last episode, in about 18 months when we start to see supply chains start to catch up. That's kind of where I'm thinking it's going to be, but uh, it could be as early as this year. But I would definitely think by the next 16 to 18 months, we're going to start to see some stability. We're already seeing a little bit of that, uh, but people just can't wait. They just can't wait. They're thinking about this summer's uh, vacation, not next summer's vacation. And um, there's going to be a lot, a whole lot of upset people out there. But back to the private party sale. Uh, there's some really great websites um, out there, RV Trader, RV Universe. I mean, gosh, there's a, there's a ton of them. Of course, every dealer has a, um, a list of inventory, uh, used inventory, what they have anyway. Um, and, you know, you can just 
search the globe and spend countless hours uh, finding, looking for something after you determine what it is that uh, that you're looking to buy. And then on some of these sites, of course, you're not working with a dealer; you're working with a private party. Now, the thing that you need to be aware of is that a lot of times, without even asking. A buyer will come in and find something, especially that's a hot item, a hot RV, and they'll willingly just put out a deposit and say, you know what, I need you to hold this for me. Please, uh, can I send you a check? Can I wire you some money? Can I do this? Can I do that? Can I give you a credit card? Can you, whatever it is, let me give you some money to hold this for me. Um, And the problem with doing that is that there is very little recourse against that seller in case they decide to rip you off or they decide to sell it to somebody else. It's very difficult to get that money back. Now, with a dealer, that's a different story. A lot of dealers are trying to enforce, of course, this whole non-refundable BS. Um, you know, I would be very cautious to, to sign anything that's going to say that I can't get my, my deposit back. But even if you do or even if you have – uh, I would tell you that that is very hard to enforce. Most states are very consumer. The consumer laws and the protection laws will go in your favor. But, um, you know, I, I think that you, you should be cautious there. But you at least have much better chance of getting your money back than you would with a private party. So here's my tip for the day. If you're going to go ahead and purchase from a private party, there's two things that you should absolutely do. One of them is get it inspected. Before you make any kind of final arrangements to wire, pick up, purchase, cashier's check, whatever that situation is, you got to get it inspected, right? And some of the inspectors won't check the engine. So if it's an older unit, you got to make sure that you could bring it somewhere to check the compression on the engine, make sure that it's been serviced at the right intervals, et cetera. Uh, but some RVIA certified inspectors will check the engine, at least do a general diagnostic on it. And that's sometimes all you need on some of the newer ones. But I'll say you got to get it inspected. If a seller is very uncomfortable with that or doesn't want that to happen, that should be a first and major red flag for you. But the other thing that you uh, you must do is you must be willing to uh, let a unit pass you by if the seller is going to require you to pay a down payment. You just don't want to do that. There are much better ways to handle that. I do this all the time, and I have found that um, there are there are certain ways just using emails and forms and letters that you can uh, make an arrangement with the seller. And most of the sellers that you are working with are going to be reasonable. But guys, there is a lot of fraud happening. And uh, I've seen some good, really good people um, go in with the blinders on and not know and put down money and, uh, and only to have a seller um, sell it out from them and not get their, their deposit back. Um, so we don't want that to happen to you. So that's my tip for the day. So make sure you get it inspected. Of course, I don't care how new it is. I would definitely get it inspected if it's a pre-owned and it's a private party seller. And the other thing that I would encourage you not to do is work out arrangements where you don't have to put a deposit down. The other thing is, is that when you, if you were to go and run and put a deposit down, then you were to go and uh, get an inspection and the inspection comes back with all kinds of problems. Well, there could be an issue there with the seller saying to you, sorry about your luck there, James. 
Uh, but it wasn't my fault that, uh, you know, you decided to pull out of this because, you know, you, you found some problems with the inspection. I, listen, I almost had that thing sold twice. I took it off the market for you, so I'm keeping this money in, in exchange for that. You just don't want to do that. So here's what I always recommend. You have an arrangement set up. Now, if you're going to pay for an inspector to inspect the RV, that is the first indication for the seller that you're a serious buyer. That is usually enough. But if they do want to make sure that, hey, if this is, you know, I always, I always recommend that the seller, you know, tell the seller, listen, I appreciate the fact that you're letting me do this. I hope you know how serious I am. Put all this in writing, et cetera, et cetera. Hey, I'm not asking you to take off uh, the ad. I'm not expecting you to stop, you know, advertising this unit because, you know, this, there's risk for you there. But what I am asking for you to do is to have an agreement with me that you're going to let me review the results before you're going to sell it to somebody else and give me the first right of refusal if there's something wrong with the inspection. And most sellers are okay with that. If they're not okay with that, then that could be a really good uh, indication for you that even though you might really love the unit, that there could be a, a bigger problem there, and you just don't want to go down that. You want to have a good RV experience, especially if it's your first time buying one. Hey, I hope that helps. If there's anything else I can ever do for you, please don't hesitate to reach out my way, and I look forward to seeing you guys out there on the RV trail. Take care and get out there and RV. Take care.